Good to go. Yeah. Good to go. Yeah, good to go. Three seconds in. Three seconds in. Mm Mm-hmm. So, welcome to today's episode. We're going to be talking about coffee, but Mm -hmm. first we wanted to thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to us. Yeah, absolutely. Please make sure to, you know, subscribe, make a comment, Mm -hmm. give us some feedback, and we'll uh, we'll get back to you. Yeah. We always get back to the people that get to us. (laughs) Every single (laughs) one time there's no comment. (laughs) There were some some comments at one point. The other day, just literally... A word that does not make any sense by this Korean uh, little kid, little Korean kid. Heek. I think that's supposed to be laughing, but I don't know exactly what that means. <laughs> Listen, we're, we're a big I, hit with the kids. I was born and raised in Korea, and I did not understand what it was saying, or rather, wrote down. But I don't think it is any hostile, at least. So I, don't I think know, it's all good. Be, I think he's our lookout. one of our forty-seven subscribers. <laughs> <laughs> probably one of our biggest fans. Uh, yeah. He probably can't even speak English. Doesn't know what we're talking about. Exactly. <laughs> well, these guys are cool. <laughs> <laughs> but on the topic of coffee, we right. actually just released our first first batch. Yeah. Yeah. It's called uh, the Theory of Your Living Coffee. Um, you know, uh, how much did we produce? <laughs> we did I mean, 400 pounds, that. right? 400 so pounds. Okay. It's about 528 right. bags worth of coffee at 12 ounces a All bag. Right. So we've got that on Amazon. and mm-hmm. It's it's our first test run. So yeah. we want to do a more robust <clears throat> blend next mm-hmm. time and you know work with the people that are producing right. the beans, the roasting. We use yeah. the middleman here. So mm-hmm. there was an involved process, yeah. but it wasn't like we were – going to the farm yeah. you know looking through the beans talking to the actual yeah. farmer which is something we mentioned many episodes ago that we mm-hmm. have an interest doing with particularly hawaii because we were just right. so blown away by their beans and the roasting it's like yeah totally there hasn't been anything unique. like this so far uh honestly to me at least i mm-hmm. mean i don't know about you but i've uh we've tried a lot of different beans you know even in thailand i mean we're very impressed by the quality here the baseline quality is very high when it comes to coffee not just the beans but how they make it you know um very um you know a lot of care goes into it i was i was very impressed you know because again we kind of avoid uh uh avoid to use the word third world country it's a developing country i mean in comparison right but the co- quality of coffee was um, was not something I was expecting for sure from this yeah, country. Yeah, no, I mean, oh, me yeah. either. Yeah. I, which is strange because last time I was here, you know, it was 2017. And I drank coffee at that point, mm-hmm. but I guess I didn't have as much of a defined palate at that point. So I didn't really yeah. even think anything about the coffee. To me, coffee was just coffee. But now right. having a much more deeper love and passion <clears> for it. Mm-hmm. It's it's very easy to tell when you have a good cup of coffee. Yeah. And like you said, most places here, even though mm-hmm. you'd be shocked to think you're going to get a good cup of coffee, mm-hmm. you end up pleasantly surprised. Yeah. But I think what you were talking about with the, the Hawaiian coffee, it's almost unique in the way that mm-hmm. <sighs> kind of like an IPA of coffees. Right. There was like floral notes and very, very minor acidity, mm-hmm. not a lot of bitterness, and it was just pretty refreshing to get that in a cup of coffee because yeah i I think for most people drinking coffee is like drinking this horribly bitter Mm -hmm. 
kind of nasty right. sludge. Yeah. And that was just not the experience when you have yeah. a different bean, specifically the Hawaiian ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why they use, um, you know, heavily sugar, cream, milk, all this. Um, even espresso is more acidic, but it doesn't have to have the bitterness or unpleasant flavors. Mm-hmm. I mean, espresso can be strong, but very tasteful at the same time, enjoyable. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the difference, right? That That's where we draw a line between shitty coffee and a good coffee quality coffee you know yeah Um, and surprisingly this whole scene uh the coffee scene that we are very familiar with today has been only like a century or so um yeah that's really interesting to think about because like we're from america i mean i'm from originally korea i remember my um like it was all after the war man um the introduction of spam, uh, the American cultures and chocolate bars and things mm. like that. They're all introductions uh, from war, you know, because wow. all like there were, there were U.S. military bases, you know, in all yeah, countries yeah. in Asia, in Japan. That's why they eat spam as well. I mean, Japan is by, by any means a poor country, mm-hmm. but they eat spam for that reason. It's a cultural thing. Yeah. They accepted, adopted it, what, like in... After the you know World War Two and during World War Two, so nineteen fifties, right, forty five, and a coffee is sort of the similar thing. So in Korea, I remember watching um, movies and TV shows set back in like in fifties uh, and forties. They didn't have word for it. They didn't really? have word for it. They didn't know what to call it because we we had never seen it before. Wow. So they literally called bitter water. Bitter drink. That's how we called it in the 50s and 40s. We, we didn't have word for it. We didn't know what it was. You know, we kind of knew, like, what it does. Like, oh, you know, you're kind of awake, you know. Yeah. It's better. But it was rich people's trait, not, you know, ordinary people. Not affordable for most no. people. No. It's funny. I mean, talking about the etymology of the word, mm-hmm. actually, it borrows from a lot of origins. Um, yeah. I mean coffee was coffee from the dutch yeah and this is this is wikipedia you know i a lot of i'm not an expert right so Mm -hmm. then ottoman the turkish empire Mm -hmm. they borrowed from the arabic Mm -hmm. which actually was derived from a word that was uh vigorous yeah vigorous and then there was another one there was a verb attached Mm -hmm. to it like i believe it's qua but essentially translates to lack hunger a lack of hunger mm, referring to the I didn't know that. Yeah, referring to the the effect obviously that you have. Yeah. Huh. Did not know so that. So, it's very interesting. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of you know when you get that far and that's not even that far back. When you right. get back 15th century, right. You know, there's a lexicon and people that particularly study this type of things, mm-hmm. scholarly field to try and understand the vocabulary yeah. right. and the dictionaries and link them all together. Mm-hmm. But it's very just very interesting that even the word we're using mm-hmm. translates directly to how it affects us and what its actions right. and its properties are. Mm-hmm. You just, I, you know, I don't know. <clears throat> I don't hear words very much and think like, oh, that word, we use it because it actually means something. Right. Like a physical action or a physical effect from it. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. Right. Uh, I mean, I guess it was because so uh, apparent to uh, I think one of the like origins theories 
is that uh, in in uh, one of the Arabic countries, um, this guy uh, saw his uh, lamb or sheep mm-hmm. um, took a bite of coffee, coffee bean, and then wouldn't go go to sleep entire night. <laughs> <laughs> That that's one of the theories. Uh, I I think it, what what's so interesting is that even though the coffee hasn't been around that long, like we don't have clear origin. You know, that's no. that's the craziest part to me. Like we're not talking about four thousand BC Egypt. You know, we're talking about fucking fifteenth century, and we don't even yeah. know the origin of it. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of crazy to me. You know, we even know the like secret chamber. In a fucking pyramid, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, that was built literally six thousand years ago. Now we don't know the origin of coffee that happened yeah. about like six centuries ago. Yeah, I guess That's crazy. The, I know it seems like the easiest thing they can do is just basically yeah. say, you know, when it's popularized based off trade. Mm-hmm. That's typically it seems like how they link to say, yeah. you know, fifteenth, sixteenth century. We started actually exporting, trading coffee, mm-hmm. whether it's through Yemen or specific regions, mm-hmm. and it became one of these things that people mm-hmm. consumed, but not yeah. like we consumed. Yeah, actually, one of the first groups of individuals that consumed coffee that we're aware of were, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Islamic, uh, oh. the yeah. Sufi S U F F I. I think that's how you pronounce it. Mm-hmm. And they yeah. would do it for the effects to stay awake right. or Ramadan, yeah, prayer yeah. and things of that mm-hmm. nature. Yeah. And then that was also, funnily enough, met with some controversy because it was like haram, you know, so forbidden yeah. because they compared it to potentially alcohol. Right. Right. So it was actually banned at some point. Right. And then re-legalized. And there was this back and forth and there mm-hmm. was coffee houses that were developed. Um, and then now there's some attribution that actually coffee was a gift mm-hmm. from god given by archangel michael came to muhammad and said yeah oh coffee here this is in the place of basically wine because you can't drink right. wine yeah um in islam so that was seeing that history and hearing it mm-hmm. is incredibly interesting because i think for the average person at least in western civilizations mm-hmm. or places that are further removed from more islamic belief in that kind of structure don't realize this is tied very strongly mm-hmm. into those religious roots. Yeah. And it has a lot of like religious attributes. And it's yeah. very, very cool to see and kind of refreshing to have a bit of an idea of the history surrounding coffee. Right. Yeah. 100%. Because I think most people think coffee, oh yeah, Italian. You know, it, yeah. that's all you think, or you just think Europe. <clears throat> well, yeah, because the, um, the, the largest portion of the element of coffee today of culture today is espresso. I think that's why um, we largely attribute it to uh, Italians. Mm-hmm. But fair, I mean, strange, surprising enough that even French press, I thought like this is the this is older actually, older than espresso. But no, it's actually younger. Wow! I know the original espresso machine was invented in 1884, so almost right after the first. Uh, industrial revolution which is which makes sense right because you use high pressure high temperature right up to like uh between one to nine bars mm. there's a high pressure so you need to have that i mean basically espresso is you can say that in that sense uh the direct result of 
the first uh, industrial revolution, right? I mean, mm-hmm. without the, invo- the the first revolution, then you wouldn't have yeah. I mean, how an would espresso? You? Yes, but anyway, um, 1884, the original invention, which was um, iterated many times for improvements, but French press came along in 19. I think it was seven, something like that. It, it's anyway. It's a uh, almost twenty years later. It's a newer invention than espresso machine. Uh-huh. I was very surprised too because this is all mechanical, right? I mean, mm-hmm. there's nothing about. Uh, I mean, this is just a pot event essentially. So I was yeah. very surprised to know that French press came along later than espresso machine. There's a lot of interesting things like that. I'm sure you've yeah. heard the same thing with. You know, matches and then a lighter. Yeah. You would obviously think, oh, yeah, matches, of course, more primitive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was a lighter it came first, you know? A piece oh, really? Of flint. Yeah, a lighter first. Huh. Because a match, you know, is coated, it's a chemical, and you have a True. reaction based True. on that. So right. it's, it's more primitive, I guess, lighter. Yeah, but you would think, other than the content somebody asked you, you know, immediately yeah. to your head, you would just be like, oh, of course the match came first. Yeah. I mean, come on, really? Yeah. But similar huh. situation. I actually didn't know that about the French press either. Mm. I guess the primary brewing method for the longest time must mm-hmm. have been pour over. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, uh, th- There's just a book written by Iron... I'm sorry, I, I forgot the gentleman's name. But um, he wrote this book, um, prominent book about coffee history. And he categorizes um, the northern Europe of uh, more pour over um, drip coffee and southern Europe is more espresso. Mm. That's the how, how it categorizes north and south of Europe. Very interesting. Well, yeah. Was there any traditionally? Did he find any reason why that was the case? I mean, southern I, climate, I imagine, is warmer, but I can't see. Mm-hmm. It'd be hard to make a correlation, I guess. But did he arrive to a conclusion? I don't. I I don't know. I've never read the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he. I guess there are the the primary methods, brewing methods, mm-hmm. right? I, I don't know exactly why. Uh, I don't know why. But I just assume that those are uh, the longest and most uh, reliable method, you know, because now you take a French uh, French press mocha. I think a mocha was pretty mocha pot, and that was pretty late too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you, you're looking at just drip coffee, or uh, actually, if you go to uh, like uh, Arabic, some Arabic countries, I think they put just like coffee uh ground coffee and just hot water yeah right i mean you don't even have filter if i'm not mistaken that's very similar to a turkish coffee yeah, yeah exactly yeah yeah exactly turkey's yeah exactly so you just drink it right mm-hmm. so if you look at the old methods it's basically just hot water and coffee ground right yeah. so I, I there isn't much if you take out french press mocha pot and espresso machine I mean, it's just well, hot water what and coffee, methods, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Just trying to extract the flavor. Yeah, just uh, actually uh, an, an extension of that discussion uh, is the, uh, you know, like brief history of American coffee culture. So the after World War II, just like any other country, you know, they started drinking more coffee. Um, but all that uh, up to like 70s and 90s, the... Uh, primary method, brewing method was used to uh, was to use percolator, mm-hmm. percolator that has 
that uses basically hot boiling water mm -hmm. goes through a, a small chamber that has yeah. coffee grind. Um, so for that reason, it, it relies on hot water. Therefore, the quality of coffee isn't so great because now we all know that even espresso, yes, we use high temperature and pressure, but nearly boiling water. But there's a huge difference. I don't I exactly don't know what's happening chemically, but um, we by now we all know that we don't use actual boiling water for. Yeah. I mean, I guess it depends on the uh, the brewing the methods, taste. but yeah, uh, like. Hot boiling water isn't, I guess, good. I'm not a coffee expert, but um, wait, you're not a coffee expert. We start a coffee business. And you're not. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, we're near expert. Okay, <laughs> near expert. But I mean, well, I guess I I can you know start to look into all those uh, the details. But the percolators did not make a good quality coffee for their reason, um, and then that was the main brewing method for Americans for a long, long time. Mm -hmm. So actually they call uh, 40s and 50s not... Wait a second. So, you know, up to the point where um, the European coffee culture starts to start a broom, uh, bloom in mm -hmm. America uh, after World War II, that period they call uh, the dark age of American coffee. Wow, we have yeah. a dark age? Yeah. American history, it's so rough, you know. There was a time where we didn't have good coffee, didn't know how to make it, use yeah, dude, it. It's, it's crazy <laughs> to think that even in New York City, in 70s up to even 90s, early 90s, you wouldn't find, like, Italian espresso bars. Wow, that seems very hard I to know. imagine. I, mean, I know. There were the oldest one is, I think, Cafe, Cafe uh, Reggio in New York City. And that's the oldest one since like 50s or 70s, something like that. So a lot of artists used to go there, you know, you know like even Hemingway Casso, in Paris. Yeah, yeah, there guys. were several places, like a few places they used to go, right? I mean, I used to go, I, I've been there in one of the, um, it was not a cafe, well, I guess it's sort of a cafe, but close to Moulin Luz, uh, there was a, there's a little restaurant. I went there like 6 a.m. in the morning. I was so excited. Ooh, Hemingway. <laughs> <laughs> Who used to eat there, man? <laughs> I was so excited. I went there to to them only hour before opening. <laughs> and that's when I uh, met those gentlemen. You remember? Ah, uh, yeah, you told oh, me. Like, yeah, there were uh, two French guys were headed to uh, this red light district or sacred. I, I I don't know, but six in the morning. By the way, <laughs> think I about know. that <laughs> after a big party, I guess. They suggested that, oh, where from, you know, like, you want to go together? Best sex in France? Like, oh, no, I'm good, man. <laughs> You're like, I'm just looking for uh, the coffee. But the Cafe Reggio was one of those, like, one of those places, you know, the uh, famous artists, mm -hmm. and, you know, uh, all those people used to hang out there because this is one of the few, like, one of the only, I guess. And then sort of, like, that expanded to more and more European coffee shops start started opening in america but first in california and uh, new york new york i think was the first like the city and a state i mean it makes sense had, i mean yeah. also just immigrants, being a port right, right? Yeah. and you, immigrants exactly so you just have the access to all these different cultures 100 yeah. percent. obviously yeah. can get access to the supplies to do it as mm -hmm. well right and then just <clears> a huge industry 
in regard yeah. to like people are industrious there. Yeah. You know, everybody's looking for a way to make money. True. That's a good point, tradition. actually. The culture, right? I mean, that has nothing to do with the coffee itself, but the industrials, mm-hmm. uh, the, the part of the culture, right? People are so busy all the time, you know, they're hustle. So, like, espresso is like, it's like that, right? I mean, the quickness, but it's also effective. Like, I, I think that's the characteristics of uh, uh the espresso yeah so like italians for example they don't drink espresso in the morning like they drink cappuccino that's more like a morning coffee cappuccino uh, i mean it has espresso haters okay <laughs> <laughs> talking about espresso itself yeah, yeah so they in the morning they drink a cappuccino um with um, uh, a pastry typically i mean we we love to do it <sighs> even though we do intermittent fasting at normal times but when we don't like that's that's my to go to yeah it's definitely the go to um, but that's what they usually do cappuccino espresso is more like uh, uh after dinner or uh during the uh during the day something like that they when they need some extra boost right mm-hmm. but um i don't know why i started saying that well uh, yeah in relation to new york the industriousness culture, right? of it a lot of immigrants hustling and all that kind yeah of makes it's, sense. i mean it's hard so to you, imagine yeah. now the world with yeah. without coffee it's so mainstream so yeah. essential i think most people are addicted to some yeah. type of caffeine maybe it's yeah. not caffeine caffeine maybe it's not mm-hmm. coffee but yeah majority of people at least in the u.s take some form of caffeine whether it's energy right. drinks coffee mm-hmm. chocolate granted it's a very small amount probably net right. amount of caffeine but it just it does really give you that boost and that little bit of perk mm-hmm. that's so nice. And, I mean, you and I, we start every morning starts the same way. Mm-hmm. Coffee. Yeah, 100%. It's, it's the best way to start your day, almost ritualistic when you're even preparing it. Mm-hmm. There's something just very satisfying about the preparation. Yeah. And, again, I mean, we just do French press, so it's, it's pretty yeah. straightforward, very simple. Simple. Nothing difficult, but it makes a good, consistent type of coffee every yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course, depending what beans you're using and which roast. Yeah. But I, even if I wasn't going to drink coffee, I think I'd still enjoy the process of mm. waking up, boiling water, right. waiting for it. We have a kettle here, which is nice because it's so much quicker. Electric kettle, yeah. I'm so used to just boiling water on the stove and you know, yeah. waiting. Looking. <laughs> yeah. It literally like 10 times <laughs> slower than electric kettle. It's crazy how slow it is. So slow. Yeah. But um, kind of finish the uh, the 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 early progression of coffee coffee culture in America because it's really short. Um, so like uh, the European style coffee bars started open um, around uh, California and New York. And uh, the reason I'm saying this is they're kind of interesting to see the lineage is very small, like thin. That's what I'm getting at. Um, so like you coffee. Cafe Regi, uh, Regi uh, what was that name again? I think uh, the totally forgot. The yeah, yeah, Regiro, Regi, Regino. I don't know how to pronounce. Regio. I'm sorry. Yeah, Cafe Regio. Um, and others, and then you you would see uh, Pete's Coffee. Now Pete's. You, you know Pete's. Oh yeah, yeah. very so familiar with Pete's. Originally, <clears throat> that was in California as well. I think in San Francisco, uh, in the seventies. And I was somewhere there. And this guy was Dutch. He founded the company. Uh, and then the more interesting story out of this is that, yes, there was sort of like the first, uh, the the next uh, 
tier in terms of size and everything of European style coffee bar. But there was a regular to that coffee shop, uh, and the gentleman was enthusiastic regular to the uh, Pitts Coffee, um, and he was uh, the founder of Starbucks. I was just about to say, yeah. I bet you anything. So wow. that's why they adopted these words like, you know, the the, the words ended with toe, chino, like mo- uh, mocha chino, frappuccino. Those words don't exist in Italy. Those mm-hmm. are all made up ma- names, but they wanted to like mimic the... Uh, you know names of Italian coffee. Wow. They put like oh toe chino whatever. They just you know put those words to uh, whatever they're making. Wow, pretty so smart sounds marketing, like Italian, right? But it's not. Wow, <laughs> that's crazy. I didn't I know. know that. That's crazy marketing because <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny. I I literally had no idea. Yeah. And then that was what. I guess at the eighties for Starbucks when they started, or did no? I they started they in the nineties, right? Early nineties, seventies, I think. Oh, Starbucks was well. Wow. Uh, I think so. They've been but, out for a while. Uh, Pike's place. The the uh, the Pike rise Pike. of it was, I think, I, I would say, early nineties. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. can't go anywhere in the U.S. without finding a Starbucks yeah. now. I mean, that's when we started uh, see a lot of you know Starbucks commercials in movies and. Um, Right? That's the 90s, right? I mean, yeah. 80s movies don't really show Starbucks. No, no. But it's definitely. like 90s movies. Yeah, right? it's like a cultural epidemic. Yeah, dude. I mean, like I said, I uh, when I was in the military in 2000, between 3 and 5, uh, I read this book called uh, Blue Ocean. Uh, I mean, still use in, in business and in, in economy. Blue Ocean refers to untapped market. Basically, that's what they're saying. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, you need to tap into untapped market instead of saturated market and one of the great examples that book used uh, along with other companies i forgot already i think it was intel or ibm was starbucks like big portion of the book was dedicated to uh starbucks mm. and uh they were talking about why starbucks was so um successful now we know a little bit better because of the history of uh coffee in america because, yeah you know the quality of coffee wasn't that great, the baseline. The people didn't even know what good coffee means. Yeah. I mean, coffee was diner coffee, right? Yes. I mean, still, that's I, American st- coffee, isn't it? I still, I uh, I mean, I'm never going to turn it, my head up to diner. <laughs> yeah, when I, I go it. to a diner, I expect yeah. to get diner coffee. Yes. I Yes, the quality of coffee, objectively speaking, is trash in comparison. But I love that culture, man. I mean, it's, it's so unique. Yeah. It's like an unlimited coffee, right? Basically, yeah. Water Bye. down. Yeah, it's completely watered down. <laughs> it's been sitting in that pot that's well, never been washed like, all yes. day, and there's some comfort from it. Yeah, no, it's definitely. Culturally, right? I mean, we were talking about this earlier. Yeah. I was saying that the idea of a cup of coffee and a cigarette mm-hmm. outside on the porch, or yeah. you know, that kind of like diner room atmosphere. I don't even smoke cigarettes, you know. Yeah. But to me. It, there's a really big sense of romanticism attached to that. Yeah. And I think that imagery is so, again, probably from the 90s mm-hmm. and the, even the 80s, there's a huge scene that you, you see over and over again. Mm-hmm. Somebody smoking a cigarette and having their coffee. And, you know, I also grew up, my, ma- my mom, she yeah. smoked and drank coffee. And she told my dad all the time, John, don't. Don't talk to me until I've had my first cigarette and my cup of coffee. Because <laughs> my dad was so annoyed. Oh, my God. Dude, I've never known that. 
Yeah. And you know my dad, so <laughs> you're totally good. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. So I mean that's wow. the power of coffee right there. That's the fucking the most gangster shit I've ever heard. <laughs> Don't talk to me until I get my first cigarette and cup of coffee. Do you understand that? <laughs> She's serious about Holy it. Holy shit. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, my God. It's 28 minutes in. So, 28 minutes? Oh, my goodness. This is flying by. So, a lot of things have changed, uh, one of which is to uh, actually properly end our free show version. Um, previously, we did not. Uh, mm-hmm. caused a lot of confusion, I heard. So, we decided to uh, put an end mark to our free short version every time. Um, so, thanks for listening. Uh this week's free short version is a little longer than uh, uh, intended. Our, our typical is one. Yeah, um, but um, you want to you want to take over? <laughs> I forgot. That. If you got any, again, like mm-hmm. we mentioned at the start, please yeah. like, subscribe, make some mm-hmm. comments, and yeah. if you want to hear the full version, that's usually about three times the length of this one. Yeah. Well, not this episode, but they're about an hour. We're going to be a little loose ended. Mm-hmm. You know, a little more free form with the Patreon members. Mm-hmm. Language slack a little bit, you know, chill out the way cooler version. <laughs> you want to come join us on the cooler version? Yeah. You can check out our Patreon page. You mm-hmm. know, you subscribe as little as $5 a month. Yeah. Get full access. And yeah. We appreciate it and help support us. So please just leave any feedback and we'd love to hear your thoughts. Yeah. So let's kick it back to the, the Patreon one now, shall we? Yeah. Sure. Thank you, guys. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>